Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 Merry Christmas. And I'm coming to you live right now. And I'm not live. I'm fucking pre-recording this thing. But I'm coming to you right now on Christmas morning at 5 a.m. East Coast time. That is right. The grind continues. You want to know why the grind continues on Christmas morning here? The exact same place two years ago where I hit 1,000 subscribers on this exact day on this YouTube channel. Thank you to those OG original 1,000. And thank you to every single person watching this, all the current subscribers, all the ones that are going to subscribe potentially from this video. I'm here yet again in my parents' house where I live throughout high school, right? And there's just this urge to get up in the morning because when I hit that 1,000 subscribers, that is the time that officially if you're a YouTuber, you can get paid on YouTube for ads. Now it's, it's pennies. It's nothing crazy. But it officially becomes a revenue stream. So that day was officially the first day that I was getting paid for YouTube. I didn't have any Patreon or subscription services or digital products or advertisers. I didn't have any of that then. So it's just kind of this neat moment. And now I just like doing it on Christmas morning. It's kind of a tradition, a very small one now, as this is the third year that we've made some NBA content. And if you go back and watch that from two years ago, you don't have to, of course, but it might pop up since you're searching for NBA Christmas videos. I did it in my car. I did it in my car because it was cold and there was nowhere to actually do it because we had a ton of family over. Less family due to the pandemic right now. That just really shows how much I enjoy doing this and still enjoy doing this so much to be able to get up on Christmas and kind of just have it as a kickstarter to my day. So I'm working off of limited equipment here, right? I don't have as many studio lights. I don't have as many stuff. I have my my travel gear, if you will. I only have one screen instead of like four screens that I'm using to make sure all the scenes are right and I have all the statistics up. So we're going to be working off of one screen. So bear with it. We'll edit it together and you're going to love the content you're going to be getting. Because as always, I'm going to smack you around with info. As always, I have my projections, rankings, value rankings, super all that type of stuff down below on Patreon. We're going to be referencing it during the show. And yes, I'm going to be giving you basically some of the top value plays that I have in my projections right now. And if you're lucky enough to be one of the 650 plus patrons today on Christmas morning, you're going to be getting those and many more for today. The entire list that is already out, as you saw last night, updated up until these games lock. It's going to be fantastic today. Check out the NFL video as well. I appreciate you all so much. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy holidays. Let's break down into what I believe is my favorite slate in any single sport. Thanksgiving slate for football is fantastic. This is my favorite slate in any single sport. The NBA Christmas Day slate because man, who the fuck does not like Christmas? And that should be an open invitation for all the Scrooges in the room to get on out. If you don't celebrate Christmas, that's another thing. If you are actively dissing Christmas, all the Scrooges in the room, hit that unfollow and subscribe button and get on out of my life. Because now, right now, we're starting the video with a very merry, joyful, holly jolly feel to it. Like, subscribe as our goal to hit 35,000 subscribers. And it would be so damn cool to hit 35,000 the exact same day, a goal that I said about a month ago, the exact same day that we hit 1,000 two years ago. So a huge growth that we've seen in two years. Want to continue to do that. Thank you all in advance. So like and subscribe. Goal to hit 35,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We have about a week to do that. We're right now on track. So I appreciate you all in advance for helping that out. And this video is sponsored by our proud partners at SuperDraft. What is it? It is a multiplier format. A lot more of you right now are going to be maybe be seeing you for the first time hearing about SuperDraft for the first motherfucking time. It is a multiplier format. If LeBron James scores, let's just say 45 fantasy points tonight. He has a 1x multiplier. You would multiply that by 45 and he gets 45 points. Let's just say, for example, and this isn't the exact multipliers I'm making this up, but if Karis LeVert had a 2x multiplier and he goes out there and scores 25 fantasy points, wouldn't he actually multiply it by two and he gets 50 super draft points and outscores LeBron even though he was nowhere near him. So it's a multiplier format all about projections, which I have down below on Patreon. You can follow along there. You could use those to your advantage. And a lot of people are winning. 25 plus thousand dollars, people in the discord. A thousand dollars basically at this point weekly or more. $3,000 on the last slate for the showdown slates for the NFL. Somebody took down second place in that in our Discord. So be sure to check that out. There's not as many professionals over there as you continue to throw your money away in the Millie Maker. And you know you will today. And you know you'll never win that thing, but you continue to throw it away in that lottery system. There's other people right here in this community getting a ton of money by playing proper contest selection, whether that's single entry and three max small field tournaments on DraftKings, right? Or it's going over to Superdraft where the contents don't fill. And there's not as many people using projections or even professionals over.
over there and you can pretty easily cash and build a huge bankroll. So check that out down below. My name is Sal, S-A-L, will give you a free money bonus up to $1,000 Ruskies in a slow drip format. Again, my name is Sal, let's know you came from me. Let's get into this late. really quick news, right? It's going to be somewhat of a quicker video today. We'll kind of break down into some of the stuff you need to know from those first games. Right now we have something on the rotations. I kind of wrote down a bunch of notes that I'll have to use my phone for. It's almost like two years ago, right? When I didn't have a lot of equipment, was just starting up a couple of months in. But I went back and looked through all the popcorn machine stuff, all the rotations, obviously blowout run, where guys got in foul trouble, why guys weren't in to close out. Was it because their team was on a run? Was it a blowout or were they just not closing? And those are things that we have to know if we want to be able to take advantage of our minutes projections and our actual projections to be able to win this sleep. And before we get into that, some quick news. And, and there's going to be some guys on here that you don't see because, well, they're going to be out for a while or they've been ruled out. So Draymond Green, he's out today, right? He was ruled out a couple of days ago. You have guys like Christoph Porzingis, who will be out for a while. Kemba Walker, who will be out until January, February. These guys, right, for a month or two. So that's why they're not going to be listed on here. Maybe some other guys as well. But Michael Green is going to miss his second game now for Denver after potentially he would have had a revenge game against the Clippers where he was for a short stint. He's going to be out with a calf injury. DJ Augustine's actually probably after missing his first game with Milwaukee. This is going to affect that whole secondary rotation for the guards. Guys like Pat Connaughton, who might project for 20 minutes, maybe now goes into those mid-teens. And a lot more of the bench players are not going to get there as much. Now the starters saw huge minutes. So I don't know that's just because the game stayed close against Boston. Went down to the wire where Jason Tatum hit a potential game-winning shot and ended up being the game-winner three-pointer bank. And then Giannis missed the free throw to tie the game, right? Those guys were playing massive minutes to starters. I mean, you saw Middleton and guys like Drew Holiday touching 38 minutes. Giannis was pushing that same amount of minutes when he normally doesn't go over 30. Again, maybe it was just because it was the first game out here, close game against somebody maybe they see in the postseason. So they went all out for it. So if that's going to be the case, these secondary guys anyways aren't going to get minutes. And now DJ Augustine coming in is going to muck that up even more. Jimmy Butler's questionable with an ankle. So far, the biggest news that we have to watch for unless something else comes out. And in the NBA, we know that that's definitely possible. Him being questionable with an ankle would open up a lot of things, right? Tyler Hero would open up. Goran Dragic's usage and points per minute production would spike up. Bam Adebayo at his current price point, of course, he's going to go up from a little bit, right? More of the offense going through him, potentially some more three-point attempts. You're going to maybe see a little bit more assist opportunities out of him, but cashing in those assists might not be as great if you're inserting out Jimmy Butler and inserting in somebody for him. Butler at $8,000, I like a lot. So we're hoping that we get to see him. And Marcus Morris is going to miss his second straight game. The man who just signed a four-year, $64 million deal to stay in LA where his brother Markeith also is. And those guys are some wild dudes, have a shared bank account as brothers, do some wild stuff together. If you don't know, check out some YouTube videos on those guys. But $5,100 Marcus Morris is going to be out today, filling in just some more stuff that we saw the last game for the Clippers. I mean, they're going to probably start Nicholas Batum again. Luke Kennard, another newcomer for this team, is going to probably see a little bit more run, maybe into the 20s, played 21 minutes in the last game. And that's basically all the news that we have to watch for right now. LeBron says he's going to play. How many minutes is kind of anybody's guess? He played 28 in the last one, but the game started to blow out. So he was on pace to play about 30 to 32, which was right around where we have had him projected for. Anthony Davis says he's going to play. So right now, just tracking any other news that comes out throughout the day. Now, normally we do a target offense sheet where we look at the pace in the Vegas totals. We can quickly just look at the ties Vegas totals for today, but then we can get into the early interest so you guys can have an extended look at where we're going today. So for this target offense sheet right now, you can see some of the higher total games right now. Golden State in Milwaukee is going to be the highest total with Milwaukee having the highest team total on the slate as 10 point favorites. It opened up as 10. It's nine and a half, nine in some spots at this point. So Milwaukee is going to have a very massive advantage here from a points perspective. And that's going to fuel not their main thing, right? When we're making projections, if you make projections, or if you're curious, it's not one variable, the total, right? That's not going to be the only reason why a projection is high. The pace that's already kind of factored into the total. But if you're factored out into your projections, and you're just waiting a little bit less since you already factor in Vegas odds and Vegas totals and lines and things like that. Well, you know, it's just going to be another variable. There's still another 10 things that you have to put in there. There's still another on off tools, point per minute production comes from a bunch of different variables as well, right? So all that type of stuff that we're trying to get into, we can't just look at the Vegas odds. So there's a lot of other stuff to get into to make a 
projection. So we don't want to wait, right? We don't want to make our influence of, oh, this is the highest total game. I want to be getting 50, 100% of all my exposure from that game. It's going to help, no doubt about it, but it's only part of a projection. Just look at the projections and trust those projections. Again, you can see them down below on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore battery underscore. But the matchups are really good here against Golden State as well, right? This is a Golden State team that lacks defense, uh, partially because Clay Thompson is out yet again and very sadly out yet again. Draymond Green is out. So maybe arguably their two best defenders are going to be out here and older Steph Curry is not going to be holding down the four on defense. You can be damn sure that Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre and the rookie James Wiseman, they ain't going to be doing anything either on the defensive side. So there's a really good spot for a couple of Milwaukee guys. You're going to see some of my top values come from Milwaukee just in a second as we get to the early interest. And then if we're looking at the rest of the totals, like let's just focus on the team totals here. Milwaukee's 121 and a half. Next up is the Lakers at 117 and a half. And after that is 115 and a half Miami. So these are actually significant. Now, if there's some slates where the team totals are 116, 115, 114, well, then the team that has the highest team total really doesn't matter. They're like barely above the rest, right? Everybody else is basically the same. But Milwaukee has a team total basically four points higher than anybody else. And outside of the Lakers, they're looking at six and a half points higher of a team total than anybody else. So this is significant. We have to key in on this. They're projected for 121 points today from Vegas. And outside of the Lakers, nobody else is within about six points of them. So this is significant. This is a big difference. That's why I wanted to come to this page to just let you know that most of the time team totals are overrated because everybody's team total looks the same. Today, that's not the case. Milwaukee is by far and away the number one team total on the slate. So yes, it's going to impact that projection even more than usual. So with that being said, the rest of the team totals kind of just look kind of mediocre. New Orleans is a terrible team total. The worst on the slate at 105.5, by far the lowest. It's about five points lower than any other team total on the slate today. You can look at the rest of the pace metrics on the screen and defense versus position. These numbers are still pulling from last year. So obviously totally different teams, some different coaching, right? Some different just schemes in general. That's going to change once we have more data for this year. We only have one game from all these teams so far. So let's now get into the early interest on the day. And these early interests are going to be fueled by my projections and I'll scroll down through them as we continue to go. I apologize if you're watching on the YouTube video and it's not hundred percent fitting the screen. Again, I only got one screen that I'm working with and instead of starting and stopping the thing every single time, we'll just go from here. So early interest right now, this is what I want to point out. These are going to be coming straight from my projections. So some of these are my top values. Some of these guys I have projected as good values, but also high point per minute producers. And there's some things that we still have to wait on. Some injury news, depending on the contest that you play. And if you're playing in a small field contest, yes, I would start to pull towards some of these top optimal plays high projection with high value. If you're playing in a larger field contest, I'm sure there's people out there right or watching right now that want to try and win a million dollars on Christmas. More power to you, right? It's not the greatest of contest. It's the worst contest on the slate, but again, more power to you trying to win a million dollars. It's all up to you. It's all your preference. It's all your personal wants and desires today. If you're playing that, you can't just play the top optimal plays because then you're going to be in a lineup that's extremely chalky. You're never going to be winning the million maker with that lineup. And if you actually cash min cash, you're going to be splitting way more ways. So you're basically paying more money into the contest than you're actually getting out. So what does that mean? It means it is a terrible expected value decision. It means that if you know automatically you're playing an optimal lineup in this major, huge contest, you're probably going to be splitting with every place that you come in. If you come in where you're supposed to be winning $20 for that lineup in the million maker, min cashing, whatever it might be, you're supposed to be winning $20, but you're splitting everywhere. Now you're only winning like $16 or $15 because you're splitting every single position so much and you're getting bumped down. It basically means that you're paying a tax to just get into that contest. So get different. There's so many more ways and so many more beneficial reasons to get different. You're basically paying a tax when you don't play a unique lineup. And what is a unique lineup? it basically is just a lineup that nobody else has. If you're getting a duplicated lineup, lineups that other people have, there's no way that you can take home a top prize point at your position because you're always going to be splitting it. So just keep that in mind if you're playing large field contests. There's so many benefits of getting different and unique. You don't have to get insanely unique, but maybe like around 
around 50% total ownership or less, depending on the slate, how much the chalk at the top gets really chalky. That will kind of determine what your overall ownership levels will be. So starting it off with Eric Bledsoe at $5,600, he's going to be somebody that if you watch other content today, if other people are putting out content today, everybody's going to say Eric Bledsoe. He might be the guy that goes on people's thumbnails today because he is by far and away the best value on the slate. So what does that value look like? Well, it looks like to me, these guys played huge minutes. Eric Bledsoe played 34 minutes in that last game. And that's in a game where he didn't close it out, right? This is a spot where he's not closing at all. Why is he not closing this game? You might ask. Well, he didn't close out because his team was on a 6-0 run right when he came out. Then they went on an 8-0 run. So if everything's going good, you're not going to be inserting people back into the game. And then they went on a 6-1 run to close the game out. So they basically went on like this 14-1 to run over the final like seven or six minutes of the game. And that's why he doesn't come back in. The game starts to pull away. Now they're up by 14 as the game is ending. No reason to put him back in for those final two minutes. That was at least my interpretation of it when looking at Popcorn Machine and looking at the game scripts, right? He plays 34 minutes. He comes out for a breather, right? Maybe comes out for a two-minute breather. You're going to come in for the final six minutes, but his team starts balling out. His team starts pulling a lead. Coaches are not going to mess that up by putting in substitutions. So that's exactly what happened. It's still insane to see that he played 34 minutes. What's he going to play? 38, 39 minutes in this game? It very much so seemed like it. So $5,600 Eric Bledsoe, 1.6x multiplier on the presenting sponsor of the show of Super Draft. Both of those look really good here today, but I'm going to like a lot more the DraftKings price on Eric Bledsoe over the Super Draft one. Again, I have him projected for 33.73 fantasy points, my only 6x value today. His former teammate, Giannis, this is, as I said, some of the bucks are going to look good, by far the highest team total on the slate. And that's going to start with Giannis, who is a fair price point. Yes, that is a very fair price point of 10,900. Normally, we're used to seeing Giannis at 11,000. Sometimes on these smaller slates, $12,000. Getting him at $10,000 to me is a value because he's my number two overall value in the slate. He's not cheap, Sal. Value is point per dollar. And Giannis... Projection wise, looks insane today. I have Giannis right now projected for 60, about 64, just a little bit less than that fantasy points. And I have Giannis projecting on as my number one super draft play. So if you're playing super draft today, promo code SAL, SAL, you get that free money bonus up to $1,000 riskies. Why would you not be playing over there where you actually have a much better chance to win over there than anywhere else? I don't want to play over there. I can't win a million dollars. Okay, you're not going to win anyways, but you're not going to go play over there instead to turn your $10 maybe into 100, and then your 100 maybe into 1,000, and then your 1,000 into maybe 3,000 down the road. And that could just be as quick as two weeks if you're playing proper over there. And I don't want to do that. I'd rather throw $60 away in the million maker over the next three weeks. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But for the people who are playing on Superdraft, put Giannis into your lineups today because he looks absolutely fantastic. The fact that he's not at a 1x multiplier, but he's at a 1.05x multiplier, you actually get 5% extra bonus points for Giannis today, who already looks like a smash play. Yes, give me that against this Golden State team who's going to be putting out a rookie, James Wiseman, who is not the traditional big. And if you're trying to get more traditional with your bigs, uh, Marquise, Chris, and Kevin Kevon Looney, those aren't your options either. Yeah, nothing today is going to be even coming close to stopping Giannis. Draymond couldn't either, and he's not out there today. Even more thumbs up for Giannis today. Jimmy Butler, we talked about, is questionable today. Jimmy Butler today is going to look like a fine play. I've been projected for 44.87 fantasy points today, and he gets to fit into a lot of positions for you. He is a guard slash forward eligible player, point guard slash small forward. He can fit into every single position for you today, except for the center position, except for the power forward and shooting guard. So you get to put him in five different spots in your lineup. If he's active, that helps you out a ton. A man who averaged last year, 34 minutes per game, a man who averaged last year, a 26% usage rate. I expect those things to continue to be relatively high. Give me some Jimmy Butler. We talked about how many minutes these guys are playing from Milwaukee and how their team total looks today. I'm projecting out big minutes, 35 minutes here. We saw 37 and a half for Chris Middleton in the last game. Again, it was a close game down to the wire. You figured the starters maybe got a couple extra minutes of run, but normally, even in the first games of the season, even in close games at the beginning of the season, this team does not run this hot. Now, guys like Chris Middleton usually will play more minutes than Giannis. Giannis maybe 28, 32 minutes per game. Normally, you get Chris Middleton around that 34 minute range, 33 to 35. I feel comfortable projecting him for about 34, 35 minutes. He played very nice around Drew Holiday. Holiday, still a very good two-way guard in this league, aging for sure, but somebody who is very much so a team friendly 
friendly player, maybe a little bit more than Eric Bledsoe when it comes to passing. That's going to help Chris Middleton. It's going to help him just get a little bit more open looks and better open looks as well for a guy who saw a 26% usage rate last year. $7,400 Chris Middleton, definitely in play for me. Eric Paschal at $4,700 is somebody that nobody's going to want to be seeing today because last time we saw him, opening night, two games late, 3,800. Everybody played him. He was like 80 plus percent owned, 90 plus percent owned in some contests. And right now, he is not looking that great. He only played 21 and a half, 22 minutes in the last game, partially because he just stunk, right? He was thinking out there. They don't want to put him back into the game because he was having a couple turnovers, missing his shots, not playing that great. He was basically empty space. He had a terrible plus minus. The whole team did when they got blown out. But when he was on the court, he had a terrible plus minus. And the concerning thing was this was against a terrible Brooklyn Nets defense, or at least what we assume to be a terrible Brooklyn Nets defense this year. Not that many defenders at all on this team anymore. And then he gets to go face the Milwaukee Bucks today. So hold your horses on Eric Paschkel. He's going to project out nicely. People continue to give him 28 minutes. And that last game, he didn't see it. Guys like Kent Bazemore saw a little bit more run off the bench. The game blew out as well. So keep that in mind. He didn't get his final run. So although he only played 21 and a half minutes, he didn't get that extra five to six minute stint, which would have put him right up to that 28 minute mark that a lot of people, including myself, had him projected for. We also can't just look at one game. Eric Paschkel was playing 28 minutes per game last year, seeing a 21% usage rate. Of course, Curry wasn't in for the far majority of those games, but this was still a highly productive player playing at the four last year. A tougher matchup now against Milwaukee, but a lot of people are going to look back on the last game, opening night. A lot of people, everybody probably played him, including yourself, and go, I hate that guy. I'm not playing him. And that's fine. That's exactly why I don't use too much emotion in this. We could use human intuition, of course, but using emotion as the only reason why you're not playing or playing a guy is a reason why maybe you have fun with that, right? But if you're trying to win money in DFS, you're going to lose long term if you're actually letting your emotions make your decisions for you and not the numbers that you're looking at as him being one of the top values on the slate. Scroll up a little bit more here, and you can see some of the other guys, Bam and Abayu, on the same Miami team, only gets better if there's not going to be any of Jimmy Butler out there. We know what Bam does. He rebounds, he scores pretty nicely. Now he has a very nice three point shot, which he started to establish last year. And he is one of the best passing centers in the league. I mean, he might only be behind Nikola Jokic, who arguably is the best passing center of all time right now in the NBA. So he looks fine for me. Jalen Brown, huge game the last time out. Over 30 points, played massive minutes as well in that game against Milwaukee. Now gets a Brooklyn team where Jalen Brown is just underpriced. Keep in mind, Jalen Brown last year was averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute when there's no Kemba on the court. He was priced often in this seven to $7,500 range. And yes, he's coming off of arguably his best game of his career, one of the best games of his career, but $7,000 is still too cheap for this guy who gets an even better matchup now with a pretty high team total and a nice spot for pace here against this Brooklyn team, which should be maybe the best game on the slate, just one point favorites to Brooklyn Nets today. Jeff Teague at 4,200, played in the mid-20s in the last game, projecting him again for the mid-20s. He was one of the only guys on this Boston team to touch the 20 minutes outside of the starters. I think he might've been the only player. You're gonna get that rotation for him out there until Kemba Walker comes back. He's still gonna be projecting out for 24 to 20 six minutes a night. That gives him a decent amount of upside here. Again, these starters played huge minutes and he still was able to see the mid 20s. So he's pretty established into this. If the starters start to play 35 minutes instead of 38, right? Marcus Smart plays 34 instead of 38. Well, guys like you're going to see Jeff Teague instead of playing 24, start to play 26 to 28. And there's upside there. Jeff Teague today, I projected out for 22.65 fantasy points, a 5.39 value ranking. I would not play him on Super Jeff today. It does not look good over there with the multiplier that he has currently, but I would play him on DraftKings. Tyler Hero looks fine today for me as well. So you're getting to some more guards down here now as we scroll down a little bit more. The problem with Tyler Hero is he's a very nice leverage off of Eric Bledsoe if you wanted to play him, right? If you want to be going for the ownership game today, you want to get away from Bledsoe, I don't think there's much reason to. In the NBA, it's okay to fade chalk, but stable chalk at the point guard position in good matchups is probably not one. If it's a chalky center, if it's a chalky point guard, guys that will actually see a usage rate or at least easy production like centers, rebounds, blocks, easy putbacks, uh, offensive rebounds that lead to points, so you get double points basically right there, then usually I don't go away from them unless there's a pivotal reason to. Guys like wings, shooting guards, small forwards, power forwards, depending on who they are. Like if Eric Paschkel 
wasn't a two-game slate with no options. If it was this five-game slate, it's pretty easy to fade a high-owned Eric Paschkel, especially if it happens again today. So Tyler Hero is your natural pivot at the exact same price point today for Miami against New Orleans, and that gets only better if Jimmy Butler is out. Maxi Kleber at 3,500 is your best 3K value on the day. I currently have Maxi Kleber projected out for 18.6 fantasy points. You saw a decent run in that last game out of him, a game where they actually lost. Phoenix looked really, really good in their first game, and they're beating the Luka Dantich Mavericks. Speaking of Luka at 10,700, I do prefer Giannis. I much prefer Giannis today, but Luka's ceiling is just as high. Luka's a little bit cheaper here, just $200 cheaper, so that's why it becomes a lot easier to actually play Giannis. Luka's seeing a 39.5 usage rate last year. Look, he led his team last year in rebounding assists. He potentially is going to be the MVP this year. He doesn't have Kristoff, so expect that 1.6 to 1.65 fantasy point per minute production with the ceiling around two fantasy points per minute at this point. He's going to lead the team today in rebounds, even with Dwight Powell back. I think it'll be rebounds, assists, and points. Give me Luka Dantic. Goran Dragic only gets better if indeed, just like we saw for Tyler Hero, but it's going to be even better, like a 1.2 potentially fantasy point per minute production out of Goran Dragic. If there's no Jimmy Butler today, he might be right up there with Bam, one and one, but the price point is totally different, right? Bam's price point right now of $7,800. If he starts averaging 1.3, 1.25 fantasy points per minute with no Jimmy Butler or a little bit more than that, if Goran Dragic is pretty close to that, but he's going to be $2,500 cheaper. Yeah, Goran Dragic is going to be a smash play today. If there's no Jimmy Butler, he would be my favorite player in the Miami Heat if Butler was to miss. And then you get some value plays like Dante DiVincenzo. I'd rather have right now Jeff Teague. I'm fine to go with Dante over Eric Paschkel, but Dante is still a wing playing away from the basket. Paschkel at least playing power forward for some rebounding upside. So I'd probably still go there for the exact same price, but if it's a marginal, if it's a actually big difference, right? If Eric Paschkel is going to be, let's just say today, 19% owned and you get Dante DiVincenzo at 7%, that could be the one spot that makes your lineup unique. I have Dante projecting out for 24.57 fantasy points today, a 5.3x value ranking. He started in the last game, played about 27 minutes. I expect in this game, especially now with DJ Augustine, former Orlando Magic guard, who is a good player, especially now with him coming back, you might only see these wings start to drop a little bit more. He's not that fixated in the starting lineup, Dante. They like him on this team a lot, the general management, the guys who drafted him. But I'm not shocked to see him just kind of get stuck in that 26 to 27 minute range. Marcus Smart, major minutes. I don't want to pay $6,700, but on a smaller slate, he actually starts to pop up as a nice value. The problem here is you probably have to get the big minutes. You probably have to get those 35 minutes out of Smart. The first game you saw them, and I expect that with no Kemba Walker, I expect you to see Marcus Smart averaging around a fantasy point per minute here. Saw a 20% usage rate last year and 32.5 minutes per game. I got him projected for about 34 to 35 minutes today. Makes him look like a pretty nice value out there. And then the final guy on this interest list, but of course I have a lot more interest here. Some of these are not my most favorite compared to some others. Again, you can get all those down below on Patreon to actually uh, crush the competition today. Smack people around on DraftKings and Super Draft. But Josh Richardson, and he's not going to grade out all that great today. He's not going to be on today. I already know this. Eric Bledsoe's in his price range. You have guys like Tyler Hero going to open up and Goran Dragic if Jimmy Butler misses, but even if he don't, those guys look like better values. Something to point out about Richardson. He shot 11 times. He shot seven threes, only made two of them in that last game, but the fact that he's getting volume up next to Luka, so he's never going to see that much attention, will get open looks and played 36 minutes. Like Josh Richardson sucked last year on this Philadelphia team where he was just the odd man out, right? He was having a bad shooting year, but just the odd man out, could not pick up much assists. His defense suffered a little bit, playing next to Ben, playing next to guys like Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. So now on his new team, it's kind of a chance to buy low on a guy who could be a 6K player in just a week or two, right? So for $5,400, again, he will not be owned because the guys around him look like much better values, way better values, Eric Bledsoe, way better values for a guy like Tyler Hero, much better values for a guy like Goran Dragic. That many minutes for a guy who got up seven threes in the last game, now is a matchup against the Lakers who are going to leave you open on the wings. They will leave them open on the wings, especially they want people to drive on them. That's where their best defense is going to come from, AD in the middle of the paint, right? LeBron James to an extent, defense is slipping as he gets older, but it's nowhere near terrible. So Richardson is an interesting low-owned option today that I will be considering playing in single entry and three max. Outside of that, just some other new 
news and really some notes that I took to share with you guys so you can have a better idea of the slate today. In that last game, you saw Zion not play a lot of minutes, right? Or at least a ton of minutes, around 29 minutes, 29 and a half. He actually lost about two to three minutes because he had some second quarter foul trouble. Denver, they closed the game with Will Barton in the fourth quarter in overtime. Interesting to point that out as well. And Denver's rotation is basically six bodies at this point. They had six guys playing around 28 to 30 minutes. Everybody else was like in the mid-teens. So not much value from this Denver team. From the Clippers, you saw Pat Beverly only play 22 minutes. That's because he picked up three personal fouls in the second quarter, massive foul trouble, and then part of a blowout to end the game, basically lost like six minutes for Pat Bev. Expect closer to 28 minutes for him today. And Zubak played 26 and a half minutes to Serge Ibaka's 20 and a half. Honestly, I don't know why this happened. Serge Ibaka, and I can tell you my, my thoughts. Serge Ibaka started the game. Serge Ibaka was not playing well. Zubak came in and he went like four for four, had a couple of nice rebounds, had a big uh, energy dunk. And I think they just kept him in the game and he played well. Then the game blew out to close it out and they just didn't put Serge Ibaka out there. So I do think it's going to be closer to a 24, 24 minute split, maybe 25, 23 some nights. This extreme split is not going to be something I expect to happen unless Zubak draws a start. But if Ibaka is starting, I'm going to project him out for around 24 to 25 minutes. Brooklyn, you're going to look at Karis LeVert having a huge game last time out and really don't put much to that. Karis LeVert got to play basically the entire second half with no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving on the court. He got to be not much of Dinwiddie either. He got to be what he was last year in the bubble, a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer where he had all the usage rate in the world, but no Kyrie, no Durant, Dimwitty at times was out. So Karis LeVert for half the game got to be a guy that he will never get to be unless there's a blowout again. So just don't let that illusion of Karis LeVert's first big game actually get to you. He's going to play like 24 minutes a night and he's not going to have the craziest usage. He's going to average like a fantasy point per minute when he's on the court with those, all those other guys and he wasn't for half the game last time out. For Golden State, Steph Curry, they probably knew the blowout was coming so they let him play a little bit longer in the third quarter, but he did play 30 minutes in just three quarters on play, pace to play 40 minutes in that game. So he's fully back. He's fully healthy. He had a wrist injury. He said he wants to play a ton of minutes this year. So expect 35, 36 minutes out of Steph. Wiseman played 24.3 minutes in a game where they said they were going to limit him. So if this is the limiting of Wiseman in 24 minutes, 19 points and seven boards, look fantastic, look very versatile, looked athletic, looked like everything he was advertised as the second overall pick. He can potentially have some major upside once he starts to push towards the 30 minute range. And the final thing to say was just the Boston and Milwaukee guys played massive minutes that we already kind of touched on in this video. So thank you so much for tuning in. Apologize if the equipment wasn't the best. The audio will be fine. It's the same audio, same webcam, just the lighting wise. And I only have one screen. So we're trying to get everything off the notes for you here on Christmas morning. We're trying to grind out the content for you. Again, hit that like, hit that subscribe. If you want to support this channel, go over to Patreon so you can get all the tools and analysis, the schmack around your competition. If you also want to support the channel, buy the fellas hoodies, right? Well, we'll advertise the merch right now on Christmas. If you want to down below, check it out in the merch store. Tons and tons of merch out there, hoodies, t-shirts, and more to come on that. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, will get you a free money bonus up to $1,000 over on Superdraft. Thank you so much, guys. I'm not going to be that active in the Discord today. So if people are going to be asking, asking me a bunch of questions, I'm sorry. It is Christmas. I'm hanging out with my family. I'll see them here and there, but I probably won't touch my laptop all that much today. Thank you so much for tuning into this Christmas morning 1225 video. You all rock. Enjoy the day with your families. And again, if there's still some Scrooges out there uh, scruffling in their nose saying, I don't care about Christmas, get out of my life, unsubscribe. And if you're here right now, holly jolly, feeling the Merry Christmas spirit, I say to you, have a lovely day.